This is Blue Zoo Radio, a show dedicated to the aquatic hobby. Here's your host, Frank Reese. Welcome to Blue Zoo Radio. Appreciate everybody joining us wherever you may be. As you know, you can hear us on BlueZooRadio.com, Blue Zoo Networks, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcasts.com, and uh, even on Facebook and Twitter, if you want to. We have some new, actually the newest episode of Blue Zoo TV presented by Akari featuring Fluval, where we're taking an airboat ride in Homosassa, Florida, which is way cool, and you must add that to your bucket list if you haven't already. And the second episode coming up is we were scalloping and actually catching and cleaning scallops, which is, again, a really cool experience all in itself. Today's guest, before we come back from a break, he is the executive director of Pet Care Trust. I want to talk to him about Pet Care Trust and some stuff called Pets in the Classroom. You can check that out at petsintheclassroom.org with Steve King. Back in a minute, this is Blue Zoo Radio. Fluval, discover life below water. Fluval's pioneering spirit and commitment to technology and design are reflected in its wide product range from the technically advanced Fluval G series filters to stylish yet practical aquariums, including Fluval Edge, Chi, Profile, and Studio. Without Fluval's innovations, the world's aquariums would be far less inspiring. Go to fluvalaquatics.com for more. Carabsee, the company that brings science to life, has a revolutionary patent-pending process that resembles Live Rock. The product is Life Rock. Safe, copper-free, no pests, no cure, no wild pH spikes. It's real, it's Life Rock, and it looks amazing. Nature-protected, nature-perfected Life Rock. Go to carabsee.com for more. Every week, Ikari brings you a special guest from around the world of aquatics for a unique perspective on the industry. We call it Spanning the Globe with Hikari. You know, one of the cool things about this show, no, not me, one of the cool things about this show is that we get to bring you the movers and shakers in the industry, and a lot of times there are things going on behind the scenes of the industry that you may not know of, and that's the beauty of uh, Blue Zoo is it sometimes can bring that stuff to the forefront, and it needs to be because there's some awesome programs going on. Our first guest, he is the executive director of the Pet Care Trust. He is Steve King. Steve, how are you, sir? I'm well. How are you, Frank? I'm great. Thank you for taking a few minutes. Um, if if you could get people up to speed, what the Pet Care Trust is? Sure. The Pet Care Trust is a foundation that was created by the pet industry more than 20 years ago, originally to sponsor research into um, animal wellness and and other issues related to companion pets, and um, about five years ago, a little over five years ago, we morphed into uh, really focusing on a single program that has had tremendous um, uh, benefit to kids and, and schools around the country, and that's the Pets in the Classroom program. So for up to about 15 years before that, Pet Care Trust was one entity, and now you kind of switch gears and became a part of Pets in the Classroom? Well, really, Pets in the Classroom is a program of the Pet Care Trust, but it's our principal focus today. And, and the reason being, we, we uh, found that we could have far more of an impact on um, uh, pets and, and their relationship to, um, to both kids and, and to teachers and, and programs that are happening in schools 
um, that we thought would be the best use of the funds that we had available. So that's really how the program got started. And um, today, that grant program uh, supports more than 75,000 uh, classrooms around the country with grants of uh, uh, classroom pets. So when you talk about pets in the classroom, and you can check out more information about petsintheclassroom.org, at what age group, what uh, grades are we talking about? It's not up through high school, is it? No, it actually uh, is pre-K through eighth grade, and uh, it covers um, both public and private schools uh, throughout North America, so the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and um, so each year we award grants to teachers to have a small animal, a reptile, um, aquarium, uh, fish, or a bird in their classroom. And, and the teacher chooses the type of grant that they'd like to have, and they also choose where they can obtain that, uh, the grant, uh, or where they can obtain the animal, rather. And um, uh, we provide the funding for them to do so. So does a school, a district, or a classroom, or a teacher have to sign up physically for pets in the classroom? Yeah, it's really a very simple process. Um, uh, the teacher goes to the petsintheclassroom.org website. Uh, there's a lot of resources there that helps them make the best decision for their class, um, uh, for the age of the kid and their, the kids in their class, for the uh, um, uh, type of classroom that they have in terms of the size, the resources that they have available there, and uh, helps them choose the pet that's most suitable for them. So once the teacher has decided what type of pet they want, then they have several options as to where to obtain uh, the pet and the, the uh, products that they need to care for properly in the classroom. So we have, we have uh, uh, arrangements with most of the major retail chains, uh, pet uh, chains such as Petco, PetSmart, Pet Supplies Plus, Pet Supermarket, uh, and several others, where a teacher can uh, apply for one of those grants if they have one of those stores in their area. Go to the store with a coupon that we supply them and obtain most of what they need to care for the animal at no cost to them. The other option that they have is if there's not a chain in their area where they prefer to shop at an independent pet store, we have what's what's called our rebate program where the teacher obtains a grant from us, goes to the store and obtains the products that they need and, and the pet uh, or value of up to $125,000. And then they send those receipts to us and we reimburse them. So it's really very flexible. It's something that uh, teachers have a lot of control over, uh, not only the, pet, the type of pet that they choose, but where they can shop. And we try to make it as easy as possible for them. What's really cool about the program is when you first – hear about stuff the ideas like this it's not necessarily the outcome isn't necessarily a pet truly in the classroom you know you hear pets in the classroom you might think they're trying to educate the kids by watching videos and stuff but here it's hard fact they have whatever pet they decide in the classroom and that's pretty unique it it really is and and we know that for uh, many years teachers have uh, use classroom pets as uh, uh, an enhancement to their classroom as a way to engage kids in in uh, understanding the natural world. But very often, teachers had to uh, obtain those and, and uh, uh, of those animals um, uh, with money out of their own pocket. 
Uh, school systems today have very few resources available to help with, with this sort of, this kind of program. So that's where we identified a need and, uh, and, and really tried to fulfill that and have been really tremendously successful in doing so uh, with more than 75,000 grants out there today. Uh, we know that we're impacting over 3 million uh, kids uh, who have daily access to a pet as a result of this program. So the Pet Care Trust is a, a nonprofit public foundation, and if I don't ask this, I'll get four zillion emails. Um, <laughs> obviously, because it's nonprofit, you guys solicit and take donations for the program. We do. Yeah, we, it's very important, obviously, that that we're able to continue to sustain this program over the long term. We don't want any teacher or any kids who would like to have a classroom pet to not be able to obtain those because we've run out of uh, uh, funding for it. So uh, we've had tremendous support from the pet industry in general and from many private don- um, donations uh, that come in through the website. In your experience, then, what happens over the summer months when there are uh, no classes? Does a teacher take responsibility for the animal? Do, maybe they give it to a couple kids. Does a maintenance team take care of it? How does that kind of work? Yeah, it really is the teacher's responsibility to make sure that they have a plan in place to care for the animal uh, during breaks, uh, certainly over the summer and during uh, longer school breaks during the course of the year. Many times the teacher uh, themselves will uh, take the pet home and and care for them. But um, frequently they'll have a um, family of a child in in their classroom um, be the one that uh, takes responsibility for that. They volunteer to do so. Sure. So little Timmy takes the hamster home, and then the hamster becomes part of the family, and they don't want to give it back up, right? <laughs> Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they're happy to bring it back the next year. So Steve, um, Steve King, the executive director of Pet Care Trust, you can go to the website petsinthclassroom.org is our guest. For you to be doing this and, and being the head honcho, uh, I would imagine you at least have to have some sort of passion for animals. I do. I've, I've been a pet owner all my life and have worked in and around the pet industry for more than 30 years. I started my career with the Pet Industry Joint Advisory Council back in the early 80s and then uh, uh, began working with the Pet Industry Distributors Association about 26 years ago as their executive director and uh, for the last six years have been um, uh, working with the Pet Care Trust. So a lot of uh, experience there and I I absolutely love the industry and and what it's all about. All right. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, What are your, what are some of your favorite animals or pets? Well, I I have to say I've, uh, uh, been a, a dog owner all my life, and uh, we have a, a sweet little uh, uh, rescue that is a part of our family today. Frank the dog uh, uh, not only is uh, our uh, household pet, but he comes to the office every day, and uh, we call him the, the office therapist because uh, he, he makes uh, everyone happy when he shows up. What is, what is the challenge, if there is one, for the pet care trust to grow because 75,000 is a a fairly big number um, but obviously there's always room for growth so is there a challenge for you guys 
Well, two challenges, uh, Frank, that I, would, that I would know. One, of course, is to make sure that we do have the funding available to continue the program long term. Uh, one of the, the nice parts about the, um, uh, the support that we receive from the retail chains is most of the uh, cost of the grants is borne by those companies and their suppliers, companies like Central Garden and Pet and uh, Spectrum Brands uh, donate a tremendous amount of product every year to support those programs. So we're very thankful for those companies and the work that they do. Um, but with the, uh, uh, the rest of the program, it's only the rebate and sustaining grants. And I should mention the sustaining grants because that um, is an important element of, of this as well. For every teacher who receives a grant at, at any point, uh, they can reapply each each school year to receive um, a grant for up to fifty dollars in products that uh, they need to continue to care for that animal that they have properly. So, uh, we one of the things that we want to make sure is that teachers um, don't abandon uh, the program or don't. Uh, uh, stop having a, a classroom pet because they can't afford the upkeep of it. So that's the purpose of the sustaining grant. And, of course, that as we have more and more grants out there, uh, there are more sustaining grants that will be needed during the course of the year. Um, so we w- want to make sure that we have um, what we need to uh, support that. The other element of it, and, and one that is, is we're, we're doing research right now to, to try to help um, schools and, and administrators understand the value of a pet in the classroom. In some school districts, they don't allow teachers to have classroom pets because of concerns over uh, zoonotic disease transmission, uh, bites, and, and other issues, which are, are really uh, fairly minor uh, issues, but ones that are used often as an excuse for why teachers aren't allowed to have classroom pets. So what what we're doing now is we're sponsoring research that's being conducted by the American Humane Association that uh, looks into what the the benefits are of having a class pet. And phase one of that study came out just last year, and uh, uh, where we uh, interviewed over 1,200 teachers, or American Humane did, and found that there were really the top three benefits of classroom pets. Uh, that were identified by teachers include improvements in uh, classroom social interactions, um, behavioral issues in the classroom, and class participation. So they noted that there was a a definite um, uh, improvement in all three of those areas when that classroom pet was uh, introduced. Uh, So those are important things that we're trying to get information out about to administrators so that they will um, uh, be more open to allowing classroom pets in their districts. Yeah, while that's um, a challenge, it, it, there, it certainly sounds like you've made some headway in a lot of those avenues. So I, I think it's just a matter of keep plugging away, and the research sounds fantastic. What, when do you expect um, the research to come back, at least in report form? Uh, the first report, uh, phase one of, of the studies, can be found on our website, um, uh, right now. So that, that's the, the survey oh, great. Uh, portion of it. Phase two, which is um, uh, ongoing right now, is um, a year-long study where we have uh, 30 classrooms 
around the country where a pet is being introduced into that classroom during this school year, uh, along with 30 control school rooms in the same school, same grade, that, that uh, will not have a pet during the school year. And the, the researchers are looking at what uh, impacts that classroom pet has on not only social interaction amongst the kids, but actually academic performance. So if the, the response, if the, the uh, uh, results come back as we think they will, uh, we hope to see that the presence of a classroom pet uh, not only helps in, in the areas of, of social interaction and behavior, but it will actually see an improvement in academic scores amongst the kids that have that classroom pet. And that would be a tremendous benefit um, and, and something uh, that I think the academic community will sit up and take notice of. Yeah, and before you know it, you'll have colleges that are going to want to have uh, pets in a classroom, right? Uh, we hope so. It certainly <laughs> is something that we believe benefits uh, all ages of kids, and um, uh, but certainly in those elementary and middle school uh, grades, when when uh, kids are really, you know still you know forming their initial understanding of of the world and and our interaction in in it, and uh, so that's really why we focus on on that uh, area uh, so far. It's interesting. I have a couple kids in college. Uh, that's why I have no money, but I have a couple kids in college and, um, it's, they talk to me about when they have like midterms and finals at college, they bring dogs in, you know, they bring the dogs in just to kind of lay around the student, um, halls and stuff. And kind of like you said before with your dog, kind of like a stress breaker, you know? Absolutely. And, and we've heard that from teachers, uh, that are participating in the pets in the classroom program where, Kids, and particularly those that are on the autism spectrum, where um, they can sometimes get overloaded uh, with, with stimulus in the classroom that uh, really makes it hard for them to control their behavior. And teachers will allow that child to uh, go over and, and stand by the um, uh, aquarium or watch the uh, bearded dragon that's uh, in, in their um, facility or in their cage, and it, and it just helps to calm those kids down better than any other technique that they have. So we're really seeing some tremendous benefits uh, uh, coming, um, uh, you know, in, in those behavioral areas. Well, Steve, I, I appreciate you coming on. You, you've made the, the show way more smarter than I ever could have, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Will you be at uh, Aquatic Experience in Chicago? I will. I will. We have a... Uh, a booth there, so we'll be there to answer any questions that uh, folks may have about uh, the Pets in the Classroom Good. program. Good. Then I will see you there. I, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, and love to have you on again down the road. Wonderful. It's my pleasure. Thanks. That is Steve King, the Executive Director of Pet Care Trust and PetsInTheClassroom.org. That's some awesome stuff. I'm glad he had some time to come on. Back in a minute, Bluezoo Radio. Setting up your first aquarium? Aquion has everything you need to be successful. From natural fish foods, self-starting power filters, decor, aquatic lighting, and of course aquariums, Aquion has what you need whether you are setting up your first or 101st aquarium. Check out all Aquion has to offer at AquionProducts.com because with Aquion, it's all about the fish.
Ocean Nutrition Frozen Formula Foods has a new advanced formula with gel binding technology to maximize fish nutrition. Food for your marine tropical fish and made in the USA. For more information on the entire Ocean Nutrition line, go to OceanNutrition.com. I want to thank Steve King, the Executive Director of Pet Care Trust, Pets in the Classroom. If you want to see him, along with some great aquatic stuff, as we always talk about, go to AquaticExperience.net. They're going to be there first week of November in Chicago. It's an open show of all aquatics. Fantastic stuff. We'll get more into that as we go with Blue Zoo Radio. Kind of threw this across the whole gamut of Blue, Blue Zoo Networks because Pets in the Classroom kind of falls under that realm. I want to thank you for coming on, and we'll talk again soon. See you. Cobalt Aquatics has changed the game in the aquatic hobby. From our award-winning Neotherm heaters to our classic MJ powerheads, easy-to-maintain EXT canister filters, and our signature probiotic fish foods, Cobalt Aquatics, your choice for Fish Geek-approved aquatic foods and equipment. Go to CobaltAquatics.com for more. Report on Zamquil Plus detoxifies your aquarium of fish killers like ammonia and nitrates. Amquil Plus detoxifies harmful chloramines, toxic pheromones, and chlorine, and has been a trusted solution for aquarists for more than 30 years. Cordon's superior water conditioning products help make fish keeping easy. Visit Cordon.com and check out the entire line of products and ask for Cordon products at your favorite store. Cordon, trusted solution since 1961. Tired of frequent water changes? No time to take care of your fish tank? Can't clear cloudy water no matter what you do? Let EcoBioBlock infused with beneficial bacteria take care of your tank and give you back the time to relax and enjoy your aquarium. For more information and to order, go to wondersave.com, spelled O-N-E-D-E-R-S-A-V-E.com right now.